For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And the place to be betting on those games is at betonline.ag. And that's 365. And 365 is 365 days out of the year. You can always go and bet online. And even if you're not a sports fan, Ike, there's award shows, TV shows, reality TV. Bet online has hundreds of props with real-time odds. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT, it's Friday Eve. How are you doing today? It's Friday Eve, baby. You know, we're in Florida, so the sun is out, looking like 85 degrees. I know you still have mom and dad in town coming from KC, and, and that weather out there is in the Midwest is something crazy. My cousin... You know, he's up there in Pittsburgh, and he like, man, what's the weather down there? <laughs> I say shorts in the tank top. <laughs> That's what I tell him. But, <laughs> but just but just enjoying. Uh, glad to be on the show, man. It's a nice day. About to get the weekend started. Let's kick things off, Ike. And to no surprise of either of us, Big Ben's going to be back in the 2021 season. I was honestly surprised this generated as much chatter as it did. Now, everyone knows about his $41 million cap hit. He'll actually be owed about $18, $19 million. To me, it was no surprise he'll be back for the upcoming season. Now, he's going to be the second oldest quarterback in the NFL, assuming Drew Brees retires. The only older quarterback would be Tom Brady. But I, I understand his cap hit. And if you extend him, that could potentially lead to problems because he's starting to get a little, little long in the tooth and father time catches everyone. But I guess I just come from the notion of if he's not your quarterback for the 2021 season, I don't see a guy either on the roster in a Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins out there in free agency that you could afford because remember the Steelers are in cap hell. Or in the draft, when you have a first-round selection in the back half of the draft, Steelers have the number 24 overall pick. I think Big Ben's still their best option for the upcoming season. Now, beyond that, and if you were to extend him and give him a lesser figure this upcoming season, that is where I think it could lead to potential problems given the cap problems that the Steelers have. That's my thought process with all this. It was not surprising to me. But what do you think about all this? It was a surprise to me, Mark. And the reason why it was a surprise to me, and I, I get what you're saying, being the team's best option. Right now at the quarterback position, he is the team's best option. But 
could we say that towards the end of the season? If you give a Dwayne Haskins time, if you give a Mason Rudolph a full season, would we be able to say that? Is it a shoe-in getting to the playoffs? It's not even really a shoe-in getting to the playoffs, but you know you're pretty much guaranteed with Big Ben at the starting position getting into the playoffs. Now, after the playoffs is when the last time the Pittsburgh still has been to the Super Bowl, and you only and you only you only get recognized in the city of Pittsburgh because they champions by Super Bowls. We ain't been to the Super Bowl since 2010. So when I look at it like that, I might as well give a turn the leaf over, pass the torch. Sometimes you need to hit that reset button, Mark. And I think Pittsburgh need to hit that reset button on just moving on, on thanking Big Ben and even myself, thanking Big Ben for all the things he's done for the city, for the organization, uh, last drive in Tampa against the Cardinals, for all that. If you look at and what they did with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson, sometimes you just got to move on. Um, you look at Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, sometimes you just got to move on. And I think now is the time, because the longer you wait, the more you set your organization back. And what I mean by that is you can be giving them reps, them games, them opportunities, them adverse situations, them two-minute situations, four-minute situations, them up by three, down by six, situations to some young guys. So you do have a bright future. Bringing seven back is the loyalty. Pittsburgh still as they pride they self on loyalty. Pittsburgh still as they pride they self on taking care of their draft picks, keeping them. Uh, hopefully they won't reach the free agency. They pride themselves on the blue collar hard working. And that's Big Ben. Regardless of other meaning the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's. There's only one quarterback that could have played in Pittsburgh. You had to be a hard-nosed, tough son of a gun, and that was that's seven. That is Big Ben. But I think it's just time to move on, and this has nothing to do with cap space. This has nothing to do with anything else. I, I just think it's time to move on from them, considering the other young talent in the AFC North. I'm with you there, Ike, but how do you go about doing that if he's under contract for one more season? I understand you could cut him. That would be the cold, harsh reality sometimes of the NFL as a business. But what are you proposing if you would like to see a full season of Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins? How would you go about doing that? The only way you will find out is to get rid of him, Mark. And from what it looks like, I don't think, because you had to sit down with Mr. Rooney, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. The contract, Big Ben said he's not worried about the money. He just wants to win. And what I mean by win, he wants to win a Super Bowl. He just don't want to get to the playoff. He want to win another Super Bowl. But I think it's just time to, to move on. And the reason why I think it's just time to move on is because the other young talent in the AFC, Lamar Jackson, uh, Joe Flacco was in, in Baltimore. They moved on and they put Lamar in there. And nobody said nothing about that. Nobody said nothing about restructuring. Nobody said nothing about nothing about uh, making it to the playoffs. Nobody said anything. You just, you got to deal with the growing pains. And that's all. It's, it's dealing with the growing pains between Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. You let them two boys fight it out throughout the course of the offseason, and we'll see what happens. But Pittsburgh is just so loyal 
to their guys. They're loyal to their draft picks. It's a loyal city. It's a loyal organization. And loyalty can cloud your decision-making. I say this all the time. I say it all the time. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's an organization, whether it's trying to make an executive decision, you know, that loyalty can blind you in some spots. And that's what Pittsburgh is doing right now. I think it's just based off of straight loyalty. Um, if they put Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins and let them fight it off, what, will they make the playoffs? I don't know. You know, I'm sure a lot of people will say, you know, no, but I'm looking at the defensive side. I'm looking at that defense they got. They got a top 10 defense in Pittsburgh right now. And I think they'll have that for a couple more years coming. They got a, you had two guys with significant injuries between Bud Dupree and Bush. Them two guys are Pro Bowl caliber guys. They're going to be back healthy next year. So, but you can only have that for so long. You can only have Deontay for so long. You know, you can only have a Marquise for so long. Marquise gone. You can only have a DeCastro for so long. So that's what I'm looking at with these, with this agency and these young guys who want to get the bag. You can't have West Jail together long enough. So the question is, is Big Ben the answer to get them to the Super Bowl and win it? I think that window has shut. And the reason why I think that window has shut, it's the mobility part, the moves of, of some sort. And I think on that part right now, seven just, seven just looking like a statue. Is he still able to deliver? Yes. Right now, if the season started, do he give Pittsburgh a chance to make it to the playoffs? Yes. But heck, it's 16 games. So you're going to go through your growing pains with a Dwayne Haskins if he's a starter, with a Mason Rudolph if he's the starter, to get what they need to get or grade how you want to grade as an organization or a coaching staff. They got to have the reps. You got to throw them in the, in the trenches. And why not throw them in the trenches as of now when you put one piece to that puzzle is a running game? You got to get back to your running game. So I thought to Pittsburgh going to bring seven back. This is what I think seven needs to do. Seven got to get it probably in its best shape. We'll see. Seven has to get in its best shape. I don't know what his best shape will look like or will determine, but he got to get in his best shape. Seven has to understand. I do need a running game. For us to balance this yeah. offense out, because I'm looking at it as a defensive coordinator. And I'm looking and I'm looking at a game, one of the biggest games that we just saw, Mark. And it was the Super Bowl. And when Eric Bedemy and Cody Reed abandoned the running game because they had a nice, they could have had a nice running game yeah. to yeah. win that Super Bowl. When they abandoned the running game, when they abandoned the running game and said, you know what, we're just a team that used to taking big shots, making splash plays, and this is exactly what we're going to do. But if you notice, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he was averaging 6.5 yards per tote, and they, and they abandoned that. Ike, let me break this down even more simply for you with the Steelers' playoff game against the Browns. Roethlisberger threw the ball 68 mm -hmm. times in that game. You could have Patrick Mahomes. You could have Tom Brady, Aaron right. Rodgers. I don't care who your quarterback is. If you throw the ball 68 times in a game, you're not winning. You're not winning. It's that simple. Now, Roethlisberger coming back, $41 million cap hit. You're not going to keep him on the bench. 
But in the preseason, give every single rep to Haskins, Rudolph. If they decide to draft someone and then they would have to probably cut Rudolph or Haskins, whichever quarterbacks you're bringing in for preseason, I don't need to see Big Ben at all in the preseason, in all honesty. Give all of the reps to the younger guys to see what they can do, get them some game experience. I understand the preseason isn't quite the same as the regular season. You're not game planning the same way, but give those young guys the reps that they deserve to see what they can do and what their ability would be. Because like the analogy I'll make from what I'm hearing from you with how you see the Steelers and Big Ben is you're seeing beyond the 2021 season, you're seeing the forest between the trees of what this franchise and organization needs to do from a big picture standpoint. See, I'm, I'm thinking different. I need, I need to see Big Ben in the preseason, especially when this new offensive coordinator, you gonna have a few new pieces around you at that wide receiver position because you don't know if you're going to bring Juju back. You're going to have a, you're going to have a new tight end. You can have a new center because Pouncey just retired. So I, I need seven, need all the reps. And that's been the issue during the season, you know, seven, seven during the week hasn't been getting the reps he needed during the week. So yeah, with the new OC, with the center, Hall of Fame center gone, with probably a couple of new pieces at the tight end and the wide receiver position and a new running back position and, and some guys at the running back position. Yeah, Seven, you need all these reps. If you're going to be here, you need all these reps. And I need to see you under center. But I hang on, Ike. Hang so on, Ike. You- if he's entering, what, year 18? Again, he's going to be the second oldest quarterback in the league. I understand all of these things, but after a certain point, a lot of it has to be muscle memory, even in a new system. No, because I need the mental reps. I don't. I don't care about the physical part. That's been that's been the hold up anyway. <laughs> the, the the physical part. You know, I'm talking about the mental reps. I'm talking about getting in the rhythm with a James Washington or a Juju if he's back or a Deontay Johnson. Um, I'm talking about getting in the rhythm where you just look at a receiver and he just look at you. And he sees a a cornerback eight yards off, and you automatically know, man, I'd change the play right now off of the eye contact. Them the reps I need. I need the mental reps on who's gonna call the the, the Mike linebacker now that Pouncey gone. Them, them the reps I need. I need I need the rhythm and the flow from a quarterback position. You know what, man? It's time for us to run the ball this game. And and I said it I said it last year, Mark. Like. It's gonna be a few games that seven just gonna to have to take over, but he, he, cause he's gonna be in one of the moments. Wait, you know what? Today was a passing. Today, our game plan was passing, but you know what? I feel like we just gonna smoke him running the ball. He took no account to that. It was all pass, 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 pass. And you talk about the offense with a good offensive line. The offensive line wasn't bad, and it it wasn't like you had a bad offensive line. You got a Pro Bowl guy in the Castro. You got a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Fame in Pouncey. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't you have a bet. You just didn't want to run. And that's what I that's what I don't want. Cause we just saw in the Super Bowl, Mark, when you don't establish a running game, what happens? You just become one-dimensional. And it's easy for a defensive coordinator to to game plan against you. Pittsburgh gotta get back to the running game. Seven has to run. Seven got to understand, man, in order for us to get back to what we need to get back to, we have to have a balance. All you got, you ain't got to look too far to see what happened when you balance stuff out. Just look how Cleveland came in and did the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs.
Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is also brought to you by our newest sponsor, eBay. Now, Ike, eBay has a sneaker marketplace, and a lot of times you go to the store, they don't have the right size, the right style that you're looking for. eBay has you covered because they've got great prices, and you can find exactly what you're looking for. I mean, if you don't have the time to go to the store, you might as well just have the time to go online to eBay and get your best sneakers. 100%. In Here's the thing, too, is for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has a limited selling fees as well on sneakers of $100 or more. So it makes it free to sell and flip your sneaker connection if you have too many as well. Might as well. You can never have enough sneakers. And I shouldn't be saying that, but since we're talking about eBay, make sure y'all get them on eBay. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. I don't know how they're going to do all of this, Ike, because you're $19 million over the cap. That's an approximate number. And look, let's not sugarcoat things. Juju's probably not going to be back. James Conner's not probably going to be back. But you mentioned the offensive line. You're going to have to replace three out of your five starters on the offensive line and Alejandro Villanueva, Matt Filer, and then Marquise Pouncey retiring. So I do understand what you're saying in terms of maybe he needs the new reps with new players on the offense and a new coordinator. But if you want to develop that young talent, there's nothing like game reps, even in practice. It's a different speed come game time. That's, so that's, that's during the season though, Mark, like, Practice different from preseason, preseason different from game reps. And that's and, and that's just what it is. You can get all the reps you want to get in the preseason. There ain't nobody ain't nobody coaching for the preseason. You know, <laughs> they might be doing a little evaluation. They pretty much they pretty much already everything is very vanilla in the preseason. Ike, you caught me. I'm a closet preseason fantasy football player. You caught me. <laughs> But yeah, man, if, <laughs> and it looks like Pittsburgh wants to be all in with Big Ben. Big Ben has to want to be all in with Pittsburgh. He has to be Tom Brady's approach for the 2020 season. He, he got to do everything he needed off, off season to make sure his body right. And in the season, the mental reps and the reps he needs throughout the week, he got to do everything, especially with a new group, like you say. You bought a three offensive linemen gone. Man, now, now I gotta get a <laughs> I was married to three offense, I was married to five offensive linemen, three of them gone. I gotta reestablish this relationship. And for a quarterback, you know, you gotta be cool with your offensive linemen. You gotta have some sort of relationship with your offensive linemen because them them your guard dogs. You know, so you bring seven back and they say seven will take a significant pay cut. You know, so we'll we'll see what's up with that. But me, you don't bring them back. Let's go. Let's rock. I got a whole new group of guys. Listen, I get it, bro. I get it. I was just one of those guys who understood I didn't have it anymore. And as a professional athlete, it's hard for guys to realize, bro, you just ain't got the juice no more. And that's what it is. I mean, statistically, last year, Seven didn't have any bad numbers at all. But I'm looking at the future for that organization. Now is the time to make the change because you're you're giving reps, you're giving 
experiences you're giving learning how to deal with in adverse situations to Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Mar Jackson. Then once seven leave, you would rather do it a year early than a year late and hold your organization back and be like, damn, we could have been there two years ago, but we waited. That's all I'm saying. Because you got three young pups in the AFC North. We see what Joe Burrow, we, we before Joe Burrow got hurt, we saw. Yep. We see yep. what he can do. We see what he can do. The expectations are pretty high for Joe Burrow. Lamar and Baker, Baker got a taste of the playoffs. And now you got Coach Stefanski mm-hmm. doing this thing over there. Yeah. With two good running backs. I'm sure they're going to upgrade their defense and their secondary. Then you got Lamar. They always making the playoffs. They just got to get over the hump. But they always in the playoffs. The kicker is the quarterback. You got two guys who can move. Who can move. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, And this is no knock to seven. Seven and done some great things. I'm just saying Pittsburgh needs to move on right now because them two young pups, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, ain't doing nothing but adding good experience, adverse situations, playoffs to their resume. And if you keep waiting on seven, you're going to hold the organization back. That's all I'm saying. Maybe, maybe if seven wasn't the oldest, maybe if the AFC North didn't have a Lamar or Baker Mayfield or Joe Burrow, I would be able to say something different. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. bro, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Well, that's what scares me in that you're replacing three of your five linemen. And we mentioned Big Ben, older in his career now, doesn't have the same mobility that he used to have. So whether you put Big Ben out there or Haskins or Rudolph, if you have a line that isn't, you know, you don't have the personnel to be able to block up front, my fear is do you have the quarterback to be able to put back there? Or if you decide to draft someone with the 24th overall pick or some at some point later in the draft, kind of what I'm thinking is, okay, Zach Banner comes back from an injury, a season-ending injury. Maybe you can make an upgrade on the offensive line in the draft and then figure out the quarterback position because if you're replacing three of the five starters, that is my fear. I totally get what you're saying with the other talent in the AFC North, Mark. but that's kind of where my mind goes in making sure you establish the line. And that goes exactly what you're talking about, Ike, with reestablishing the running game as well. Mark, let me see if I can change your mind then, if your mind okay. going that way. So look at it like this. Who usually leads the league in rushing when it comes down other than Tennessee Titans, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? <laughs> After Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and the Tennessee Titans, what's the other team that led the team that led the NFL in rush? I think it was the Cleveland Browns. I was going to say, whichever so, whichever so, team employs Kevin Stefanski. So there you go. Yeah, you're talking about a three offensive lineman being new that's going to come into the Pittsburgh Steelers because Council left, uh, Alejandro's gone, and somebody else left. So that's three new offensive linemen. And I say, with a young quarterback, that's exactly what you need. Because I can groom a young quarterback exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers need to do. And that's the balance of the offense and have a running game. The comparison was the top five Russian leaders in the NFL 
rushing offenses in the NFL, two of them come from the AFC North with Lamar Jackson, the company with the Baltimore Ravens. Then you got Nick Chubbs and Kareem Hunt with the Cleveland Browns. That's how you, by the way, they made the playoffs. And that's how you establish and get your quarterback in the rhythm. You get Lamar Jackson in the rhythm off of play action passes. Last year has thus far been Baker Mayfield, other than his rookie year, his best year. He didn't throw as many interceptions. Why? Because of that running game. And you get the play action passes running game. So, yeah, you know, you come into a new offense. You got a new OC in Pittsburgh with Matt Canada. You got a new OC in Pittsburgh. He wants to come and establish a running game. You got new, a three new offensive linemen. What you do, you get you a nice little running game. And off of that running game, you get you a nice play action game. And the stats will go down at the beginning of the season. It's going to be hot. What I mean by hot is they're not going to have a fresh start as if Big Ben was there, if Big Ben was a starter. But, heck, throughout the course of the last eight games of the season, that running game will open everything up. Now you have more big splash plays. And, that, and, that's, just, and that's just how it is. That's just how it works with teams who run the ball. You know, the receivers have to be very patient which I'm really not asking them to do because it's hard, but you got to see that you got to see the big picture. And the big picture is, you know, Cleveland coming into Pittsburgh and establishing a running game and dominating in, in the physicality part. The physicality part doesn't come at the wide receiver position. The physicality part comes up front as your <laughs> offensive lineman. And and that that's 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 all Cleveland did was Big boy Pittsburgh, you know, in the playoffs and Pittsburgh, that that should leave a sour taste for Pittsburgh and their organization. That should leave a sour taste in the mouth of we thought we was the bullies and we got bullied. Let me piggyback off that too, Ike. If J.J. Watt signs with the Browns, and that's what odds makers are saying that the Browns are the favorite to sign J.J. Watt. We'll see what ends up happening there. J.J. Watt has a lot of suitors, but I'm thinking from the standpoint, and this is what John McClain brought up on our last episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. If you're J.J. Watt, you got to be looking at a team that can run the football because you go three and out from a defensive standpoint, you get off the field. If you've got a running game that can chew up the clock, move the chains, and go down and score touchdowns, you're meaning I can rest on the sidelines and I can take it easy and I might not be on the field as long and it makes my job easier and I can be more effective when I'm out there. That's kind of my worst case scenario thought from the Steelers standpoint is you've already got a stud and Miles Garrett up front that you've got to block at least twice in the division. And then to pair him with a J.J. Watt, we know what the Ravens can do from a defensive standpoint too. So I am with you there. I agree. It just makes sense in Cleveland. I, I think because of the cap space they have, yep. the running game, which you just mentioned, they have the rest J.J. will be able to get with that running game. And uh, they got a taste of the playoffs, and I think J.J. could be the missing piece. We'll see how that shakes out. Ike, today's podcast was a lot of fun. Got to give you a shout-out. It's always a pleasure hosting the Believe in Steelers podcast with you and to the sponsors as well, both betonline.ag and the folks over at eBay. 
Appreciate the sponsors. Appreciate the Believe Podcast Network. And to the listeners, please leave us a five-star review. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your shows. I want to piggyback off of Mark. I want to thank Mark for being one of my hosts, mean co-hosts on the show. I want to thank the Believe Podcast for, for bringing Mark and I on. I want to thank Bet, on, Bet Online AG for always rocking with us since day one. I want to thank eBay for coming on board. Appreciate all, all the support. I want to thank everybody who tuned in, listening to us uh, 24-7. Like Mark said, please rate and review. Ask us questions because I'm sure we have the answer. So I want to thank everybody for just being part of the family and tuning in to us. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We'll see you next time. Take care. So long, everyone. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.